The year was 1944. The date was March the 22nd. A, a baby was born. I was going to say a young man again like I did in the last <laughs> one. That baby's name, Rick Oatkasek. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but... I feel like you might have thrown a care. T in there somewhere. That's because there is actually a T in his birth name, Alex. Really? Yeah, buddy. Damn. What, did you not do your research? Apparently I didn't read that part of the Wikipedia page. It's like the first line. Maybe I didn't look him up. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Middle name Theodore. He was born in a, a log cabin. No, I'm kidding. He was born in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, moved to Cleveland at the age of 16, where he met a man by the name of Benjamin Orr, who was playing bass in a band called, let me see the fun name on it, uh, The Grasshoppers. The two would later, in 1968, form a band together called ID Nirvana. And some years down the line, after the Rick Okasek now, uh, spent some time in a commune where he recorded a lot of demos, they would form the Cars and become one of the most popular bands of probably the late 70s to early 80s. And Rick gained kind of a reputation as a producer, went on to produce a gajillion different albums, including uh, Weezer's, let me see here, Weezer's Blue and Green albums, um, and just a fucking ton of others. Now I'm talking about Weezer albums, although we did do their ninth studio album, Everything Will Be Alright in the End. Yeah, that was his big claim to fame. He also wrote some poetry and did, I think it says here he did some painting or some shit. But, who hasn't? You know, in 2018, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the Cars. And then in September of 2019, he died of natural causes. He had a shitty heart, from my understanding. But before his death, he made one of the most popular the Cars songs. And that song is just what I needed. On Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other to find out which one we needed. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my automotive co-host. Alex Millenberger. It's true, though. Vroom, vroom. I, just, I just had to buy a car. That's right. How is your the car? Um, my old car now is mm-hmm. dead. Rest in peace. It was a well. I mean, it was written off. I keep saying. I kept saying it was totaled because I thought those were synonyms. But uh, Will, who you may recall, is a friend of the podcast. Uh, who? What? I've never heard of him. Yeah, me neither. But anyway, so Fucking this guy was just weird. saying. I kept saying totaled, and he said it's not totaled. It's written off because it wasn't worth that much. Didn't take yeah. much. So yes, I had to get a different car, and now I have it as of. Last night at like eight thirty. Nice. Did you take it out for a rip? Um. Yes. Nice. If you by that you mean drove it home, and then to work, and then back from work, and then to work. How is it? It's a twenty sixteen Toyota Corolla. Yeah. It's a Corolla. Same license plate. Yeah. Same license plate. Still BTG. A high Corolla, baby. It is. I've been listening to April Wine in it. Uh, I haven't, but I could. 
You could. It has that feature. Uh, yeah, it has the April Wine feature. That's good because I I know a lot of. I think it's after that 2017. The Corolla is actually disabled April Wine tracks. Yeah, I don't know why. Like you can't play them at all. Yeah, it's weird. I had to. That's why I didn't want to buy new. Mm. That feature is too meaningful to me. Excellent. That's been our podcast, Car Talk. We talk about a car that one of us has bought recently. Join us next time when I go slash Jake's tires and he has to buy new tires. And new tires. Don't do it, man. I'll be pissed. <laughs> I, I ain't got new tire money kicking around. You just need to. The cars. Yep, the cars. The cars. Alex. Yeah, let's talk about the band. The greatest the band or just a good band that I happen to know um, of. I really like the cars. I, I think you Me do too. too. I, I I don't know if you'll agree. Um no, I do know that you'll agree. Cause uh the cars, as you may recall, uh this song in fact, just what I needed, was mm-hmm. per- possibly the first song we ever learned to play together. A hundred percent it's the first song uh, we ever learned to play together. Definitely the one we played the most. So yeah. it definitely kind of has a special place in our history. That's right. And uh, that's I like I don't listen to it that much, but then put it on in the past week here to actually do this podcast. I was like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. This is a real emotional ride for me. Yeah, it's a good time. Although I'll be honest with you, over this past week I probably practiced it more on my own than I ever <laughs> did while we were playing it together. You piece of shit, Alex. Uh, but. Times are changing, and I was a weird little boy back then. We were all weird little boys once upon a time, Alex. Now we're weird big boys. Isn't that the truth? It's it's the truth. So Rick Okasek is known for writing the lyrics. He's usually the lead singer, and he's the rhythm guitarist. On this track, it's actually the bassist Benjamin Orr who sings. Which, they kind of, I mean... It's always weird, I yeah, find. Like, could have fooled me. Bands sound so similar, like when they different members sing, and you can't tell them mm-hmm. apart. I don't know. Sometimes it's not the case. But Sometimes. This is a case where I find it's difficult. Yeah, they must have been good at impersonating each other. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you just learn to sing kind of like, like together, and then you both do it the yeah. same way? Like, I don't know. Because they were Maybe. performing separately before this. So. Mm-hmm. It's a real head scratcher. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously a lot has been talked about on this album in particular. I remember one of the members joked that they should have called their first album the car's greatest hits. Which <laughs> <laughs> would be a great move. I know people have done like like REM did the whole eponymous album, right? Right. Where that's the name of the album. Which is, but yeah, has anybody ever done one where it's the band's greatest hits, but it's not the greatest hits just like compilation? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's gonna be us, mm. man. That's us. Let's do it. Cover me's greatest hits. Just, just our numb episode. <laughs> yeah, that really would be it, wouldn't it? So these guys, um, so they've they talked a lot in interviews about these tracks, and what's interesting is that uh, Okasek will talk about like what inspired individual tracks, and so this one he notes the influence of the Ohio Express, which is a uh, bubblegum pop. It's the Wikipedia said it's inaccurate to even call them a band because they're more of like a brand, since it was just like a rotation of studio musicians huh. essentially. 
But yeah, so Ohio Express and the Velvet Underground. Velvet Underground. Yeah, there are parts of this song that kind of sound like Sweet Jane. Am I crazy? Hmm, I think you're crazy. Because I swear I was going to write it down. No, there was... I was listening to something that had that. Is it next week's hmm. song? I hope not. <laughs> it might be, Alex. It might be. It could be next week's song. Now, what I had to say about that is if you even listen to the intro to uh, to the Ohio Express's Yummy, 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 yummy I've yummy, Got Love in My Tummy. Yeah. And then the intro to this song, they were pretty fucking similar. Well, I know that was on the... Someone like linked it in the, in the Genius. They did. Somewhere. Is that how I found it? Maybe. Maybe. We'll never know. I'm not going to tell you. Um, so yeah. Another good Ohio uh, Express song? Down mm-hmm. at Lulu's. Down at Lulu's? Yeah. Never heard it. It's on... I have it on an old record. <laughs> That's where mm. I hear all my old songs. Records from my aunt and Records. Uncle. Jesus Christ, Alex. We get it. You're fucking cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, Rolling Stone named this this song one of OK6 essential songs and they praised the chugging eighth note guitars marching along in crisp perfection it definitely has a it's a very like simple song too you know like, mm-hmm. like they're clearly praising a particular element but I think part of that is that each element sort of feels I don't know. It separate, but not. That's not what I mean. I don't mean it doesn't fit together or something. Like they're all there, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a wall. Yeah, they're all um like you can easily tune in to any one instrument. Yeah. And I think I do agree with something about the the perfect timing of it because it is there is something that's almost like clockwork about this song. It's just like. Like, exactly on time. Right, well, yeah, and like he said, like, chugging. Mm-hmm. Just coming regularly. Not Who doesn't love to chug? fast, necessarily, but just like... Mm-hmm. And let me see, did I get this? There's some fucking quote from Okasik where he's like, sometimes the hook is just good timing. That sounds cool. Something to that effect. Like, just yeah, like coming he... in at the right time? Yeah, and he was seeing it actually about a uh, a Weezer track, and not a Cars song. But it still might apply. Yeah, I would say so. It was I was in an article I read. I fucked up, Alex. I just... Did you lose it? Yeah, I lost it. Oh, hang on, no, I have it here. It is literally the biggest font in my notes. Nice. <laughs> okay, he says here sometimes good time can be the hook itself. Just staying in time? Yeah. I guess, like, sometimes that, that groove can be, you know, can get, get you moving. Yeah, it's undeniable. I'm not about to do Alex, it. should we talk about the fucking lyrics? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the lyrics. All right. All right. First lyric, intro. Okay, what does that mean, Alex? Mm, it's when, like, the, they're starting out. Okay. Going from the start to whatever comes after, man. I feel ya. Okay, so he says, I don't mind you coming here and wasting all my time. So when you're standing oh so near, 
I kind of lose my mind. And that's the first verse, pretty similar. I, mm-hmm. You know? Um, talking pretty, about. Did you say pretty similar? Pretty similar. To oh, what? That, simple. Yeah, that's not the right word. That was uh, the wrong word. Okay, pretty simple. Like, just his four lines, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, a pretty simple idea. Um, a lot of people in Genius bring up the idea that he's sarcastically saying, you know, wasting all my time. Because it's quite clear that he enjoys the other person's company. Right, right. It's not, the time's not being wasted because cause he's in, having a good time. It's a good time. Not wasted time. Exactly. Uh, and so I think maybe there is something in the, these kind of sarcastic lyrics that also speaks to the Velvet Underground influence. Because it, it almost... Also, to bring up Sweet Jane again, there's kind of like a sure. scene in Sweet Jane um, where yes. they're just like sitting by the fire, like listening to yeah. the radio, whatever. Oh, you know? oh yeah. The radio does play. Exactly. And that it's... classical music there, Jim. March of the Wooden Soldiers. How oh, you protest, kids? You can hear Jackson. Exactly. Get rid of now. That's what everybody Sweet missed Jane! by not hearing our Sweet Jane episode. Yeah. But, um,. Almost a similar feeling, like coming around and hanging around, like wasting time together, you know? Yeah, it's, um, we'll talk about it in verse two, but the, the talking in your sleep line, people seem to think that implies, I guess I'm talking about it now, <laughs> people yeah, seem to think that it. implies some, some sexual congress has occurred, right? Yeah. Whereas I, I've always kind of just pictured it, you know, in like TV shows when there's the best friend character who like always hangs out in the other person's house sure. and is like friends with their parents and like sleeps there and stuff. Yeah. I was just kind of gave me that vibe. Like they were just comfortable enough hanging out around each other that they could literally sleep beside the other person and it would just be like chill. Just like and like could talk with not even necessarily sleeping, but like. You know when you're lying down with your eyes closed and you're talking to people? So you're like, I'm kind of mm-hmm. sleeping, but like I'm part of this conversation. I don't need to look yeah. because I'm comfortable here. Yeah. So like verse two gives me just a good sense of comfort. And then, of course, it does throw in some, some depth. Which mm-hmm. is to say the last line, it says as long as it was deep. Deep, yeah. So, Which, yeah, maybe maybe speaks to your uh, your conversation that's true. You can have just before. You can have a deep conversation. You can have mm-hmm. a deep sleep as well. Both of which yeah. would imply a level of comfort. I would think. I yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. And that's yeah, he does absolutely play those sort of uh, two meanings on a word. He'll do that in the following pre-chorus. But before that, let's jump to the previous pre-chorus. The pre-pre-chorus chorus. The pre-pre-chorus chorus, where he says, it's not the perfume that, the, that you wear. It's not the ribbons in your hair. And I don't mind you coming here and wasting all my time. Yeah, the, the uh, genius kind of took a stab at it. And I don't necessarily disagree with that but i also don't mm-hmm. necessarily agree with it that was a weird way to say i don't agree with it anyway um so they're talking about like how ribbons kind of might symbolize that this is like a young woman or something right but like i feel like i mean just talks about perfume and ribbons which to me is just like it's it's not physical characteristics 
Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the the typical things that TV's selling you. Yeah, and I right, and, and both like, of those things, not even just physical things, but like objects that you can buy. Yeah, materialist yeah. possessions. So yeah, it's not these things that aren't really you. It's you. I like that, Alex. I was gonna suggest that maybe only because it's uh, there's something that comes up in the second pre-chorus here. But that the idea of perfume is sort of more mature. It's associated with an older woman. Oh, right. Whereas ribbons you associate with young. So it's not this, it's not your maturity and it's not your, your youth. That these two ideas that are kind of combined into one person. Hmm. But I think I like yours better. I kind of like both of those, actually. I like it when things mm. can work on, you know, more than one level. Multiple layers. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Because they are really both, like we said, physical, like like consumables, like objects. Mm-hmm. But they also represent sort of maturity and youth, respectively. So, yeah, look at that. Yeah, and so this come we come to the next pre-chorus, which until this week I have never known what he said. I have always said I always knew you would marry well. Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought he said something else too. I I thought he just said I always knew you very well. Mm. Which is a regular, like, just a sentence. See, because I, again, I'm I'm painting these weird situations, but I, as I always, because then the next line is, "You look so fancy, I can tell." Right. So I thought he was at the wedding. Oh. <laughs> it's clearly that. not the case. But uh, so genius points out the double entendre here, saying, uh, uh, "Wearing it well signifies adapting to your age." Like in a in a, a graceful manner, right, right, and it's also you know wearing clothes well. You look so fancy, I can tell. Mm-hmm. And so that plays with that double entendre you were talking about with sleep and deep. How so? Where it's both where as long as it was deep, both plays to talking oh, and sleep. So it kind of refers to both of those things. Yeah, the fancy. Although I'm a little. With the mention of the sort of materialism aspect of the mm-hmm. first pre-chorus, right. now in the second pre-chorus is kind of that as well. We're talking about clothes. Um, I don't know if I can get anything out of that though. Yeah. That like connection because there is the just a playful element of this. So if he's like, if he's saying in the first one, the first pre-chorus that it's not these consumables it's not these material goods you're wearing and then in the second verse he's kind of uh, you know saying oh you look so fancy i can tell which is to almost making fun of his previous statement right because he says you always knew to wear it well and then like you know when you you make that kind of joke by accident in a conversation you will often follow it up with a line just like that which you know proposes that you understand the silliness of what you just said Am I making sense here, Alex? That kind of makes sense. I'm just trying to think. I mean, I can't go back in time and know like what what the context would have been there because that is maybe a joke we would tell. But does it make sense in the yeah. in the late '70s or whatever? But I would think so. But that's maybe too much. Maybe it's I'm I'm I've, I've there was one fun fact I read about Rick Ocasek and he's had like three wives. Right, and they're like, and at least one of them was a, like a model. Yeah, that's the, the, the final one he had. Yeah. 
and so just yeah this idea of looks is like knocking at my head while we're talking about this yeah i suppose so there's probably an aspect of that there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it repeats similar the both pre-courses repeat the first line of the previous uh verse yeah so that's the i don't mind you doing x and y yeah and it kind of sandwiches it Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. We actually get all of the verses and pre-choruses before we even hear the actual chorus. Well, there is one more verse after this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. But yes, now so we got we got two. Well, verses I mean, but that verse is the is just the same as previous verses. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we get to the chorus, which is, I guess, you're just what I needed. Just what I, really I needed. Expecting... There we go. <laughs> I needed someone to feed. I, I often I guess come you're... in late on that line, I will admit. <laughs> That's true. I, I guess you're just what I needed. That's what I, I need... needed. I needed someone to bleed. Bleed. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of understand the feed thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of, one, the idea of, like, providing, but also, like, providing, like, resources, but also providing... I guess, like, like other, like, fulfillment, generally? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, need someone Feed, to, like, Feeding the mind, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Because that would just go to dinner a lot and he foots the bill. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, the, the weird one is I needed someone to bleed. Yeah, I don't really get that. Do you, do no. You um well later on he says uh what what is it he says yeah yeah so bleed me is attached onto the end of one of the final the final chorus they're bleeding each other yeah and whether this is a sort of dark take on love and how we both give to each other we feed and also bleed that person because it we sort of take something from them a relationship can be straining in some ways right I I also brings to mind like bloodletting. It does, <laughs> as as a sort of medical practice. Like maybe they're bleeding each other because they think it is a healthy thing. But it's not a healthy thing. But it's not. That that's another possible. Or it's um. I had one more here. Something to bleed for. You know, something to to actually give a shit about. Right. Like like something to fight for that you. Yeah. Would would you know get harmed or or die for or whatever okay i see that those are my possible interpretations i wish i had another suggestion but that line has always confused me a bit and i think some people actually change it or Mm. or skip it yeah i think it's i like it though because it sounds cool it does because it it doesn't like you're like what's he gonna rhyme with feed bleed like what and like it, it plays directly against the 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 pop nature of this setup. Like the song structurally is so pop, mm-hmm. and it's executed so perfectly that once you start throwing in these weird dark themes and this sort of like not pop like vocal performance, which I would say comes more from the the Velvet Underground influence, you get a very just uh, a very cool juxtaposition that makes this song so interesting despite its simplistic structure. Because it sort of goes against 
some of the conventions. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It's weird. It's like somebody uh, somebody fucking wrote it. I don't know who, but they were like, like the cars is the perfect like, like peak point of like pure pop and also pure like alternative like weirdo music. Yeah, because they had a bit of a bit of all that, and I mean, you can even look at what Rick Ocasek went on to do afterwards with production, mm-hmm. like that kind of music. It sort of who picked it up is the sort of alt rock. Crew. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's about it for lyrics, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's another verse that's a repeat of the first verse. Then there's a repeat of the pre-chorus, and then there's some more choruses in pop fashion. They repeat the chorus for a while, but it's just what I need. I need someone to feed. I need someone to bleed. And then he does the so bleed me. That part. He says yeah, yeah. yeah. So bleed me. So bleed me. Me. Meh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, motherfucker. So we talked about the intro bit already. It's that. Yeah, it's kind of that repeated one, two, three, four, five, like eighth note thing, and then on every, every uh, the beginning of every um measure, everything comes in. There's drums, there's guitar. They do the sting. Yeah, and then they do that four times, and then it's a it's a double sting. Yes. Papa, if you will. Yeah, and then we get into the the standard rhythm. Like, we talked about that already. It's a chugging rhythm. The big thing is at the end of the first verse when the synth riff comes in. Mm -hmm. That thing is fucking iconic, man. Yes, absolutely. There's, like, two really iconic synth riffs in this. Yeah. But, like, that first one, first time it comes in after the, is it after the Mm pre-chorus? Before the second uh, verse? That like yeah crazy. Uh, also, fun fact for the first like had to be at least like month of us playing that song. We I played that in the wrong key. That's right. Which we didn't notice until like your dad was like, "Hey, that didn't sound right." Yeah. And then we figured it out. And we figured it out. And that's what we call learning experience. That is exactly what we call learning experience. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. And then so it goes from that to the the second verse where I think the the guitar gets a little more involved on that one. The guitar, yeah, it's kind of doing like these repeated down strums, but then it starts to play a riff kind of slowly. Yeah. And uh but and there's another guitar that plays a little pattern as well. But it's mostly like sliding yeah. up. Exactly. Is... And then what happens on that one is we the synth comes in with that riff again at the second half. Yes. Or I now, guess at the pre-chorus. And now it's playing while he's singing. So it yeah. doesn't play on its own anymore. So it kind of starts to bring that together. It symbolizes yeah. coming together. I don't know. That's exactly what that symbolizes. That symbolizes it being just what you needed at that point in the song. Just what you needed. I, like, I would say that that phrase applies to just whenever any anything happens in this song. Yeah, it's just it's, what they needed. <laughs> it's, it just feels moment. like the timing is so perfect. Yeah, it, that's, that's the hook, really. It's just like the synth comes in, you're like, that's just what I needed at that moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, the other thing, uh, the like backup vocals are really like 
Like, they're kind of sh- more shouted, like, or chanted. Mm-hmm. Because like, I remember, again, when we were playing it, like, being, I was supposed to do the backup vocals, and I was like, what do I sing? Like, I, I don't know the frequency. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that puzzling me and, like, not knowing what to do. Also, just being, like, one or two people, depending on the day, uh, made it confusing to me. Yeah. But really, it, you know, it's simple, but it's... It was tough for me. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because that element's going to come up later, and it really lends itself to harder versions of the song. Like it's good for like like uh, hard rock versions. Yeah, with the, like the punk thing, and then they just like shout in the background, like that's what I need. Yeah, exactly. Like Sam Kinison's version of Wild Thing. Exactly. I think like his Sam version. Kinison's version of Wild Thing. <laughs> Like Senator Kennedy's version of Wild Thing. Classic. It's a classic. Um, yeah, and then so that's that's pretty much the structure of the main song, and then we get to the outro where the second iconic synth riff comes in. Yes. Oh, before that there's a guitar solo though. There's worth a guitar mentioning. solo. We can't skip the guitar solo, it's also good. Mm. Well, there's something else they do. Uh during the third verse. Yeah. Where in the second part they like change the the accent of the beat. Um they like re- basically reverse the drum beat kind mm-hmm. of. So it's changing from or let me listen to it real quick. You know I'm talking about? It happens during the third verse and pre-chorus in the second Yes, I'm hearing it now and I'm I only heard it as you explained it to me while I was listening to that part. Right. And I'm wondering if it's like a Yanni Laurel thing, and once I hear it one way, I can't hear it the other way. What's the other way? Because I went back and forth between them, and I was just like, oh, it's just the regular drum beat again. Alex is talking out of his ass. Ah, no, they totally changed. You can like hear the transition, because if you listen to the whole thing, you can really tell. That's when the pulse is, man. But uh, sometimes I wonder, because I, I've been learning music for a long time. I have like some sense of like rhythm in the context of like measures and bars Mm. and stuff so because that's how i think of rhythm would i feel that just notice that and other people might not because that's not how they're thinking of rhythm yeah although it's probably pretty common to have some you know basic music education like that i don't know okay i think i hear it but Alex, I'd just like to you know, let you know that I conceptualize rhythm as a rubber band. That's at our command. Interesting. So rhythm and time are one and the same. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. There's another fun thing. Here's, yeah, I think it might be a mistake. Mm. If you go to like Impossible. 258, yes. there's a really low frequency sound that almost sounds like, I don't know, like... Happens again at 306. Okay, I'm going to give it a listen. I guess it's probably the bass, but I almost thought my phone was vibrating. Like, sounds like. Um, I didn't hear it at 306. No, it's, it's high. It's, it, it sounds like a similar timbre, I think. So if, if it is the same thing, then it's the bass. Otherwise, it, I don't know what's doing there. Are you sure he's not just doing a little. It, sounds, it just sounds like he's doing a little. Just like a bass part? Yeah, just like he's That's doing possible. almost a, That's a lick, but not really. Yeah. Because yeah. then at that 306 part, he leads that into that boom, boom, bam, boom, 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 boom. Okay. 
I mean, probably. But, like, I just didn't notice it before, and then I kept thinking my phone was vibrating. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> there was another song we listened to that had that phone vibration feeling. There was, just that low frequency that just sounds like... Yeah. So then we get to the the, the iconic ending synth yeah. riff, that... Icon that number one. two. Icon number two. And then them going, just what I needed. Yeah, and they, they do that out. And then, like, the very end, the last note he lands on, like, starts to do this vibrato right at the end. Like, it starts straight, and then he holds it for a bit, and it gets like, kind of sound. Yeah, it, it starts to go weird. And then that just, like, fades out, and that's it. On that high yeah note. that fucking rocks yeah it does doesn't it <laughs> it's so good so yeah we like this song uh if that wasn't clear i mean it's okay i guess yeah i guess and uh that's it and, Your rules. Uh, well that's yeah let's talk about covers of this great song alex uh, let's talk about our first cover a, a returning act on cover me probably the earliest cover we talked about for them it's big daddy Wasting all my time I guess you're just what I needed I needed someone to Big Daddy, which I don't know why Every I always forget about these guys And every time I look them up I'm like, oh fuck, these guys again <laughs> But I have not remembered them one time uh, yeah, yeah, Big Daddy, this weird like comedy band Whose joke is songs in different genres but easily actually does a pretty good job of the cover but also Mm -hmm. not the joke like i still don't get it yeah it's like the the joke is that they're not confident enough to believe that they're good musicians yeah or something i don't know man i don't know it's bizarre and this is this is 1983 um it's uh they basically it's just a a slowed down version of it for the most part yeah and like they just do it's just like acoustic guitar strumming and another guy's doing the picking like up and down Mm -hmm. pretty simple a glock for the synth riff yeah i think so some sort of glock and spiel 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 yeah and you get the the backup vocals doing some yeah but like it's pretty basic i think there might be like a harp or a harp type synthesizer Mm -hmm. somewhere so like but it's pretty simple it's less than two minutes start to finish um gotta respect that as as comedians you know they cut all the fat off this joke it's just the necessary parts i guess so but where is the punchline hmm yeah, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> they they got too, they too good at cutting off the fat. Off. Yeah. So the other thing, anytime you get like a nice slowish Glockenspiel, that kind of reminds me of Sunday Morning by the mm. by the Velvet Underground. The Velvet and Underground Nico. and Nico. Which I don't even know if that's a Glockenspiel, but it reminds me of it anyway. It's got Glockenspiel vibes, and that's what it's matters. Gotta, it's got to be. Yeah. So this is comedy. This is, I don't know, uh, compared to the other ones I like that I kind of liked, this one was mm-hmm. less interesting. 
Yeah, it's pretty boring, yeah. frankly. So it was like But fine. it's also some of their earlier stuff, so maybe they weren't quite as skilled. True, true. Like, they did a decent job of it, but it's not interesting to me, really. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. And there are, I think there are better slow versions we'll talk about, too. We certainly will. Well, I, I guess you could call that review a slap Big of Daddy. reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking yes. of... Speaking of, our next band is coincidentally named Slap of Reality. What are the odds? You didn't plan that, did you? I didn't. That was a that was a completely impromptu segue. This is 1991. A couple years later, uh, this is a melodic punk slash hardcore band or punk That's slash correct. melodic hardcore. Tampa. What? Tampa. Tampa. Is that the same thing Florida. as Tampa Bay? I think so. Like the lightning? Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I only know things in terms of hockey us. because I'm Canadian. That's me too. I'm also Canadian. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, their Wikipedia page is fun. It kind of oh, sounds yeah? like it's written by them. Uh, oh, they my call favorite. themselves pioneers of the genre. Um... <laughs> I think. So, and they they shared the stage with some other bands that I don't recognize, except for the Goo Goo Dolls, who I only know by mm. name. And uh, You probably know a Goo Goo Dolls song. I probably song. do. I probably know one too, but for the life of me, I couldn't name it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Seven Seconds? I know a song called Seven Seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah. But not a band. Anyway, so this is melodic punk slash hardcore. Hey, you know that one that's like, I just want you to know who I am. Oh, is that that them? Yeah. That's them. The song is called Iris. Never would have guessed that. No, yeah, I remember that because that is the name of my uh, oven mitts. Because they're from, (laughs) they are from um, Ikea and they're called Iris. Right. So I noticed that connection a couple months ago. Thank you for reminding me. And and when you put put them on, you're just like, just I don't want the world to see me. I and I don't want to I don't know the words. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay, so they they're a, a melodic punk hardcore. They're the pioneers of the genre, obviously. Obviously, they've been which on is like, been on stage with acts such as the Goo Goo Dolls. I think melodic hardcore is like related to pop punk. I don't know how close. Aren't we all? But it's. You know, a little bit of that. Um, a little bit of that. A little bit of huh. It's huh. pretty real. Are they playing? Is that a, like, the, like, rhythm part at the beginning, is that a bass or is that a guitar? Let me tell you, Alex. It's, like, really, really distorted, sort of. That's a guitar. Yeah, it's pretty high. It's too high to be a bass. Yeah, okay. So, that's happening. It's kind of got that strange sound, little distortion yeah. sort of thing. Uh, Honestly, I was ready for this version to be super disappointing because for the first verse, it's not much to it at the beginning. Eh? It's yeah, it's just a straightforward distorted cover, and then they kind of come in with a synthesizer mm-hmm. to play, or I think they do. 
They don't. They do. A, it's a guitar that does the synthesizer part. That's okay. I wrote it weird. Yeah, it's a guitar now. Okay. I I just yeah. couldn't interpret my own writing. That's the problem. Cool. <laughs> the synth part moves to a guitar. Ah, yeah. so you thought? Yeah, that makes it sound like it transitions halfway through yeah. being on guitar. But that is not. That's not okay. The case. I need to write things in a straightforward manner. Cool. Uh, so. <laughs> So, yes, then, you know, less synth, more guitar, but then they do a big change, because right at the start of the second verse, they, like, double time. Yeah. The drums go to the, like, more, like, punk-type deal. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a name for that rhythm. One day I'm going to figure it out. I tried to find it. I couldn't. Right, where it's more, like, focused on the toms than your, uh, your classic rock one, which is, like, hi-hat snare. Yeah, there's a lot of toms going on. Yeah. And, like, the simplicity of the original song really makes this version fit right at home. The sort of punk I think, feel. I think a lot of yeah. a lot of them kind of have that, too. And the cars were uh, yeah, sort of... absolutely. I remember reading, I think it was in a Cracked article, that, like, the cars were sort of this halfway point between, like, New Wave and punk rock, which was sort of a, a big deal in certain parts yeah. of the late 70s and 80s, uh, where it was almost like pitting them against each other, but they sort of didn't follow either one specifically, but sort of did both. Yeah. So I think... That's, that's maybe the most punk rock thing you can do. Not be punk rock? It's only be half punk oh, rock. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll agree with you. What is the most cool. punk rock thing you can do? I, I guess that's said, it. That's it. Yeah. Punk rock. That's got to be it. That's got to be, be it. So, yeah, so, yeah, so they appeal yeah, to this... that. And and you can make something of it, which they have done. And then they mm-hmm. sped it up a bunch, too. And so I feel like they don't say I needed someone to feed. I think I, I think I wrote that down, too. But what did you hear? I heard I needed someone to beer. I heard fear. Mmm, fear's probably more sensible. Is <laughs> someone to, because, like, I, I mean, I've heard it said, beer me. And then yeah. you pass someone a beer. Uh, that's a pretty normal thing. I think it might be from something. I don't know. Anyway. Probably. But, yeah, I don't know. It sounded like fear. Fear. I hated something. That makes sense, the punk fear. context. Yeah. And then you keep bleed, so it's double down on the darkness. Hey, speaking of the darkness, they released a new album. I just noticed that, actually. <laughs> and it has Justin Hawkins as Jesus, but ripped, breaking a cross. Yeah. On the front. So Two I'm now, way up like, that. three albums behind on the darkness. Three? I didn't really listen to Last of Our Kind. Uh, okay. So... Yeah, I didn't really listen to the last one. I didn't like the album cover. It was just a real close-up on probably Justin Hawkins' mustache. Yeah. I uh, I'll, I hope we'll get around to it one day. We'll get around to it on our next podcast, Catching Up With The Darkness. Catching Up With The Darkness. But only in October, because that's the darkness spooky month. Wait, our next podcast, Are You Afraid Of The Darkness? Oh, damn I'm it. I'm Afraid Of The Darkness. <laughs> Are You Afraid Of The Darkness? Okay, Alex. Uh, at one forty-eight, they uh, kind of slow the tempo down a bit. It sounds like again, I think, but like for five seconds. I think they do a bit. Yeah, it's like a kind of they do this fake out. They almost seem like it's gonna go back. 
Mm-hmm. And then they're just kind of psych. Did you say 148? Yeah. Might even be a little earlier than that, that it starts. Yeah, and then they, like, go right back to normal. Where mm-hmm. it does sound like they slow down some. Yeah, and it's a good way to stop it from just being, like, a, a constant projection of fast noise, yeah, right? Break it up. A little bit. They also do, yep. um, similar, like, with the rhythm changing in the original, uh, mm-hmm. where it kind of changes those accents, they do something similar, but instead they switch between that first rhythm they do, the, like, standard, like, 4-4 four, four rock, mm-hmm. and, and they go back to that for the second half. Right. Uh, and then return to the, like, punk rock kind of rhythm. Return to the punk rock. Return to yeah. punk rock. And then the guitar solo at the end is pretty much identical. Yeah, really close. And uh, then it ends with... Oh, hang on. I also wrote down someone to beer. Hey! hey. I heard both of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Maybe it's both. Do you think beer is like a weird, like, uh, contraction of be here? Needed someone to be here. Beer. I'm going to think about that for a very long time. I need 12 seconds of silence. Okay. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Yeah. We can pretend. did, I would say, boy, what (laughs) in the the hell hell is the matter with you? Which, yeah, that's how this song ends. It does, like, the synth part, the synth solo at the end does that on guitar, and then, like, it fades out. Then it says, boy, what in the hell is the matter with you? And then he says, oh, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. Answer and your phone for once. else says, answer your phone, please. Oh, they say for once? I don't know. And then the last person says, well, there you have it. And that's uh, a bunch of words, for sure. Let's talk about disco thick, you. <laughs> disco thick. Why don't you hang it out? And talk Thick. This one's weird because it has no artist listed, but in mm-hmm. the title of the song, it's just what I needed. Dash disco thick. Yeah. So. Disco thick. Dis- oh, there um, is another. Apparently, I. it's Peter Hughes of the Mountain Goats. Okay. I don't know the so Mountain Goats. I I'm not familiar with their music personally, but I'm familiar with the name. I'm familiar with Mountain Goats. Mm, like, how familiar? Well, I saw one one time just on like a. I was driving through the mountains. Oh, yeah. And there's just like sheer cliff wall, basically. Just looked up and it's just standing. It's just chilling there. And was he like, hey, Alex? He's like, hey, man. Is that how familiar you guys I'm work? just standing oh, okay. on a fucking 90 degree angle wall. Like, yeah, that's insane. That's my shit, man. And he just stood there like it was nobody's business. That's what goats do, man. They just stand on that's... things. Well. And it's impressive. I would love that ability. Goat man. Just like walk just up stand nine, shit. a sheer cliff wall. Like, I don't need to climb. I need to stand. It's whatever. It's impressive. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, like, a, like a pretty lo-fi version. I found the, the drums were pretty loud in the mix. We're talking about Disco Thicky. Yeah, we are talking about Disco <laughs> Thicky. Uh, I went to their band camp, I think. Uh-huh. And they have like... Yeah, here they are. A bunch of they have albums that are just like songs about teams, American football teams. 
Hmm. There's a there's an uh, American conference album and a national conference album. Interesting. So they have a a Bills song and a Jets song and a Patriots song and a Steelers song. There's a Seahawks song. It's everything. It's all the teams, I think. Do you think that was like a like the Who sells out kind of thing? They were like, we can make some fucking money if we make songs for football teams. Well, they're selling each album for seven dollars, so I feel like that's pretty steep. Fourteen dollars for two albums. I mean, yeah, I guess that's not too bad. Yeah. Anyway, maybe, maybe they're trying to license maybe. them, but they do have that. So that's another thing they did, but I can't find much else about them. Mm-hmm. And they're on this album, which is like a compilation of a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different artists. So, uh, let's see. Initial impression. Sounds pretty close to the original, but it's it got this like kind of rough, like unprofessional sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have some good like ad libbing, because there's yeah. a little bit of the ad libbing in the original song, which sounds cool. But it's always tough to copy ad libbing, no matter how much you like. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and he's also uh, he's got a good like weird voice, like it's not a a pop voice. Right, kind of like alt rock, alt pop type. Yeah, and he'll do some, yeah. like, because he, instead of saying, so bleed me, he screams, don't bleed me. Hmm. Okay, Which so I'm realizing now I made some initial notes and went and, like, did something, and then when I came back, mm-hmm. I forgot to go back and take notes on this song. Alex, you are the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. so. Don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't let them tell you otherwise. Have a good self-esteem, Alex. I'm working but you on you are it. a piece of shit. <laughs> You're a piece of shit, but I want you to feel good about yourself. <laughs> exactly. Don't feel, um, don't feel bad about it. You know. So here, I'll, I'll kind of take this. Yeah. Chi- the, yeah, like you mentioned, it's got a low-budget kind of feel to it. The synth sounds kind of cheap, but it also sounds kind of cool. Because often cheap things do if it doesn't sound like, you know, it's like lo-fi, but like not on purpose. Yeah. It's uh, it's got a like a good fun vibe on this. I liked it. It's pretty faithful to the original, but it's it sounds like it's done by, it sounds like it's done by a dude in the basement of a commune. Right. Yeah. The the the, the it's the recording and like the equipment that the sounds like it's not up to snuff. The the playing is good. The singing is good. Mm-hmm. Everything else is good, but it's just got that like less technologically polished, um sort of aspect to it which is actually kind of quite in contrast with like the cars as a band because they were quite yeah yeah. polished sort of yeah they were insanely polished group so but somehow they still like lend themselves to this kind of attitude Mm -hmm. and energy so i don't get it i just like it yeah I, I, I can't pretend to understand it. I can just talk about it. Yeah, this one was good, though. Good little fun version. Let's talk about Fish Hook in 1998. Yeah, let's talk about them. So according to their Wikipedia page, they actually say it Goatee Hook. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, they are a band that has named themselves after uh, Steven's email address. 
Yeah, shout out to uh, Stephen Reynolds <laughs> from from junior high school, and I'm sure beyond. Uh, I still always use... thought it. I always assumed the worst of this name for some reason, because I th- I think and I'm sure Stephen has explained it to me once, but I like forgot. And in my head, I'm always like, it's got to be some weird fucking sex thing, right? <laughs> you give him the goatee hook. Give him like, the goatee hook. <laughs> Tear somebody, out their some, insides. When somebody goat sees you, you give them the goatee hook. Oh boy! I don't know. Maybe it's like a. Well, it's like okay, so it's goatee, right? So it's like it's like a mustache ride, but like the other way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, also, you got to do a little hook. Hit us up on Twitter with your pitches for uh, hashtag goatee hook. What? kind of sex act is it yeah i'm sure that's you know the you know our twitter handles it's at jake the cressy and at some alex wise guys spell them how you think they sound yeah those are all easy words to spell right yeah except cressy okay <laughs> two s's one y starts with a c fill in the blanks fill in the blanks you cowards <laughs> so these guys are a christian punk band yeah but according something said they were a particularly good christian punk band um, I don't know what that means. As in, uh, as in, like morally good or oh, maybe technically talented. In search of the good. Did you have to read that in high school? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I'm so just like... in search of the good. A movie starring Jeremy Piven. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> So we, here's my thing, though. Christianity sure. is, like, the establishment, right? Yeah. And punk is firmly... I'm like, I haven't talked to punk in a while, but I'm pretty sure punk is firmly anti-establishment. Yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea. So how in the fuck do you get a Christian punk rock band? Well, it's all about perception, my friend. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about my own past. Sure. So here's the thing. I think we all like to paint ourselves as the underdog, kind of regardless okay. of who's backing us, because maybe it's just a sort of North American cultural thing. I don't know. Um, but I certainly did. Or maybe there's just a certain type of person who does, like me. Uh, and mm-hmm. I myself identified as Christian, Catholic, Roman Catholic specifically, for a number of years. Um, and part of the reason why was that, like, I knew most of the people I knew didn't believe in that. And I was like, kind of, that was my little rebellion was like, everyone's turning away from the faith, but like, I'm going to stick with it. Cause I've got gumption oh or whatever. God. It was very strange. <laughs> and it, it you're just out there like, gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was my attitude. And it was very odd, but there is a feeling of like, if all your friends aren't really part of that that like that like that is your thing the other thing is uh because uh with like religion there's such like a, a bond sort of inherent mm-hmm. bond you're that's like your group you're that there's always that sense of like defending your tribe so like even if your group does have that power you don't really see that because you're sort of disconnected from the power structure right. so um there's could still be a sense of like persecution and attacking the other man even if the man a man is on your side right yeah so that's so if you're that's christian, what I think. yeah 
No, okay. That's I. I'll just take that straight and not make dumb jokes. That was a a very good and well thought out explanation, Alex. Oh, why? Thank you. So I've tell put me some this, thought Alex. into it. I'm good. no I'm, longer I'm a member of the church. That's right, church. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lost cause. So this one starts out like a standard punk version. It does. It doesn't really sound Christian in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit what faster. What we get is uh, we get uh, the interesting thing on the rhythm. Yeah, those downstrums. Bump, bump on the bass. They're like kind of almost like plucks, maybe. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. done on yeah, like in the beginning there. It's part of the, like part of the accent, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they carried on the uh, the stings from the intro, and just incorporated them into the rhythm. And just put it on the bass the whole time. Yeah, the synth honestly sounds pretty similar to the original. It does. They add like a couple notes on the end, like they do the whole, and then they go wee 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 wee. Like it's all, right. almost like a little transition part. Yeah, a little walk it down. Yeah. And oh yeah, this one has the pause right before the guitar solo. Yeah, for like two notes. There's like this brief pause of like, like sort of anticipation because it comes in late and then it does this little like starter thing where it goes and like try to find it because i actually think it's pretty cool yeah that's at 111 yeah and it kind of like i just wanted to hear it i heard it and it just like does this like stutter thing that sort of just builds that anticipation so i think that's a good move mm-hmm. but there's not yeah, much th- else going on that was yeah. That's kind of the highlight of it, and I almost wish they did something more with it, because it it's like you get those two three notes of stutter, and then just everything jumps back in as he does the solo, and you're like, oh, all right, right, yeah. I definitely agree. Like in terms of as a whole, like it's pretty straightforward, like punk cover. Um, yeah. Without... Oh, and I like they do uh they do a kind of punctuation thing, pun fully intended, <laughs> um, or I kind of lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got, and that's I got nice. Caught up. Breaks things up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I kind of, I do. I think ultimately, think they don't. There's not much else. I, I don't know. Well, those things are good. Are you saying that Goaty Hook lacks a hook in this version? I don't know. They have like it's like the beginnings of a hook. It's starting to curl around at the very least. Yeah, I think if they'd uh sat on this one a little longer, they might have been able to throw something else in there to. Kind of make it more interesting. Yeah. It's less of a hook and more like two planks that have been nailed together. Yeah. At a perpendicular angle. That's a... <laughs> it's... Hang on. Are they dragging out Justin Hawkins? <laughs> what? See, break... See, breaking their slightly <laughs> almost hook shaped thing? Oh my god. Justin Hawkins is <laughs> kicking the shit out of Goaty Hook. <laughs> Damn. Ugh. They're going to wish they didn't pause for so long so they could have got a head start. Yeah, you hate to see it, folks. <laughs> the, other, the other thing they do is right at the end, and this is fun because it's something I do too sometimes if I just yeah. like don't have anything to do, uh, is like they hold the last note on the synthesizer and then they start just like turning on modulations. And like first it's like wavering a bit and then like just cranking the pitch knob, just like... Yeah, and it yeah, it like makes like laser noise. It's like <laughs> chung, 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 chung. So that's fun and totally something I would do. <laughs> yeah. Like after every single song. It, it, I'm in full support of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I couldn't not support it without being a hypocrite, so <laughs> way to go. Way to go. Speaking of uh, not hypocrites, our next band is Color Wall in the year 2000. Yes, Color Wall. Um, I would say that their uh, shoegazer slash dream pop roots are reminiscent of My Bloody Valentine and Slow Dive. Yeah, your two favorite bands. Hey, Slow Dive's a good band, actually. Yeah, I stole that from probably the Wikipedia page. Okay, I couldn't find a Wikipedia page, so uh, congratulations. Maybe it was for... their website. Okay, I checked their Facebook, and it was I was just like, we sure be here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Way to go. Oh, here's Colorwell. Oh, no. Uh, it's on store.cdbaby.com. Uh, wow, you dug deep. Yeah. Um, X-E-K-N-O-W, Zeno, I don't know, says, this one is worth the wait about this album. Jackie says, mm. four stars. Innovative. Great CD. Favorite song is My Eyes. Way to go. On CD Baby. CD Baby. Yeah. So that's the, so that's Colorwall. Um, yeah, and this song has like three guitar solos in it. Why, yeah, that's great though, right? <laughs> that is is that better? a great thing? I don't know. I don't know. That's because they like take that first synth part and just put a guitar solo in there. Yeah. And yeah, it becomes less of like a riff and more of a solo cuz I don't think they ever play it again. Mm-hmm. It's not really iconic, I would I would say. Certainly. Yeah, not iconic. Yeah. Not iconic color wall. Innovative. Yeah, but and then yeah, Jackie they relegate so. the synth to like an arpeggio duty. Yes, that's mostly what what's going on there. Uh also the guitar sound is very like bright and buzzy. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, it's definitely like a a bright and buzzy version overall. Yeah, it's like it's like a bit harsh, but like not overly harsh. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? It's like uh. Are those real words I'm using. Sure. I mean, are they smart words? I don't know. I've never heard smart words in my life, Alex. Certainly not from me. <laughs> my God. <laughs> What did I tell you about your self-esteem, dickhead? <laughs> Be positive, damn it. Kick the shit out of you. So I actually liked that the solo that jumped in nice and early, because I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's a way to, to yeah. just get into the mix. Especially like for someone like me, who's so familiar with it. I'm like, time yeah. for the synth part. And then it's like, nope. Something else. It's like, But then they just, just jam-packed this thing with solos. It's too many. It's a lot. I don't know if I'd say it's too solos. many. But it's a lot. It's a lot. He says, you always taught me very well, and you look so handsome, I can tell. Yes, he says handsome instead. Um, and taught. Taught. Instead of, you always knew to wear it well. Yeah. Well, I always thought it was, I always knew you very well, so that changes less from what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it sounds like. So is this now about a teacher? That is a good question, because it is... Or it's about his dad? Yeah, that's my next guess. <laughs> does that make sense? Is this song specifically... I guess it does talk about ribbons and perfume. Yeah. Um, hmm. 
Wait, does he have the ribbons and perfume line in this? Sometimes I forget to question things. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, occasionally they slip by you, you know? But, um... Yeah, I don't know if this actually changes the context, or... I almost wonder if it's just, like, trying to be more ambiguously sexual or something. Like... Right. To throw in, because generally handsome, you know, would be used for a man. For dudes? Generally. It's 2004. And it's a dude singing. It's 2004. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that Three years after America lost its innocence. That is three years. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So this song is about 9-11. Um, this version specifically. And that yeah. line change is the key. In my TED Talk, I will... I don't know. A classic in my TED Talk bit. Yeah. Um, I fucked up that line, but whatever. It's all good. So it, this one doesn't end with the repetition of just what I needed. What does it's it It's an instru- instrumental outro. So usually it's, it's just what I needed. Just what I needed. Just what I needed. I needed just what I needed. But just, just what I needed. Not even the... Not even the someone to bleed. Yeah. And this one doesn't have that. It's just got instruments. Which is, you know, it gives it more more chance to play guitar. Yeah. Um, I did think that was kind of what I felt about this one, and I kind of said it before. But this version seemed, like, very aware of the original and, like, mm-hmm. switched it up kind of based on that. Yeah. Trying to be sort of different from the original. Like, but was that enough, Alex? I don't know. Like, one of the guitar solos is very, very similar to the original, but they, like, throw extra stuff in there. Um, mm-hmm. They do that rhythmic switch up. And also, in the outro, um, they, there's, they don't do the backup lines. Yeah. But, like, there's some of the lines come in at different times, like, early. So it's mm. just kind of, like, playing around with your expectations a bit, I think. That was what this well, one was for me. Consider my expectations played. Oh, yeah. Coming up next, and you better expect this, it's Poison in 2007. I don't mind you coming here And wasting all my time I guess you're just what I need I need someone to be A song. Oh, seven. What song? So now this is not the German extreme metal band that was active from 1982 to 1987. No, this is the American rock band that achieved success in the eighties and who was ranked as the number one hair band of the eighties by VH one in 2012. Really? Yeah. Is that just because like, okay. So I only know who poison is because of like reality TV shows that I watched when I was in mm-hmm. like junior high school because Brett Michaels was on stuff and, what is yeah. it? C.C. DeVille? Something like that? C.C. DeVille. The other band member. He was also on reality TV. That's the only reason I know. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It didn't even click for me that this band was that poison. <laughs> like every rose has its thorn? Yeah. Yeah, it's that poison. I was like, no, it's some other off-brand one. And I think even at one point, I was like... Kind of sounds like Brett Michaels. I was like, no, nah, fucking idiot. That's a different band. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So what's up? We're talking about poison. We um, are talking about poison. And so, yeah, it's a classic hairband voice. Uh, they do the intro in the middle at the 208 mark is where they actually do the bum, 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 bum. I totally tuned out for this one. I don't know. I wasn't into it. I didn't See, I thought there was some crazy underground band I'd never heard of, Alex, so I gave <laughs> these guys a lot of merit. Yeah, I don't know. As soon as I was like, Poison, because the thing is, I know this album, because it's one of the albums yeah. I got out of the library back in the day and ripped. Jesus. So th- I'm familiar with this somewhat. I, had, I hadn't heard this okay. song, but I like saw that and I was like, I know this shit. I don't need to listen to it. So I just kind of like, yeah, I I zoned out totally. Um, so what's crazy me, about this weird indie band called Poison? So this, these guys, they uh, um, it sounds like on the verse vocals that he's kind of trying to impersonate the cars a little. Like he tries to sound a little bit like a weirdo. Is he a weirdo? No. Oh, okay. Um, so switching that intro to the middle is a crazy move. And they do, uh, what the fuck? I don't know, Alex. They do music. <laughs> music. They do music. Um, with the background singers on this, like they, it fits in perfectly. That enthusiastic shouting, like it's like right. It's got, you know, it's it's like a hair metal anthem. I like. Fuck me. I even thought about what their other fucking song. Um, what is it? Talk dirty to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was even like, you know, it's got some kind of elements of that in it. I was like, that's weird. I'm so fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the 80s rock band Poison. (laughs) That we know and love. But apparently I didn't want to listen to. For one reason or another. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Poison. All right, we fucked that one up. <laughs> it's like it's fine. I thought they could have pushed the heavy, uh, the the heavy slash hard rock energy a little more. I think the choruses should have been bigger. Making, but yeah, I'm that's that's Poison. Let's talk about Durwood Andrews. We could from, technically chronologically, Kim Wilde is next. No, I'm really wrong. The, I put it in the wrong place. The video says 2011. Alex. No, you're right. It's after that one. Okay, so this is Derwood Andrews. I don't mind you hanging out and talking in your sleep. I guess you're just what I needed. Um, AKA Big Money. Bob Andrews. Yeah. Uh, And he was in the British rock band Generation X. Generation X. Which is known for introducing the world to Billy Idol. Yeah. Yeah. So. He was also in bands Westworld and Empire. But yeah, I guess Generation X probably the biggest one. Empire, which is, of course, just a TV show. And Westworld. Also Westworld. Which is also a TV show. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, so he's a British punk rock guitarist who created Billy Idol in a lab. <laughs> Using nothing but so, a guitar and metal. Just kidding. Yeah. Because, you know. Which is... Because ex- <laughs> Billy Idol's so hardcore. Yeah. Um, so it's almost surprising that this is the other slow version we're talking about today. Yeah, this version... Actually, what happened was... So I had a rental car when the mm-hmm. week I was listening to this stuff. Um, it was a Volkswagen Jetta, 
but the like screen on it because it has the Bluetooth built in because it's you know a car yeah. built in the last whatever seven years. Um, yeah, and sometimes it wouldn't change the the display when it changed to the next song. So it said this was poison. And I was listening to it, and I was like, this doesn't sound like poison at all. <laughs> so at first I was interested, and I thought this weird poison band was doing something wild. And then I realized I was... <laughs> Who's this other like, poison this band? This doesn't sound like... And I thought it was weird, right? Because I, like I said, I've, I've like had this album like on a hard right. drive, you right? You know this song. So like, I, yeah. I've probably heard it before, but I was like, you'd think I'd remember if they did it this way. And like, no. But no, this is Derwood Andrews. Yeah. Now, Alex, when you were in your, your Volkswagen Jetta, when they first gave it to you, did you be like, Jetta! Ow! Oh! Whoa, and then, whoa. And Jetta! Drink it. Whoa. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I just sang Paul McCartney songs. Okay. That's a suffragetta. <laughs> suffragetta right. City! So this is exclusively, I'm guessing, multi-tracked guitars. And then his vocals as well. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. got like a like there's country vibes on this with some slides on the guitar. Yeah, it definitely has that kind of feel. Um cuz it it is let's see, hang on. Sorry. I lost my spot. Um Those slides are cool. And like there's like also like there's the the keys part, the that's kind of slid or mm-hmm. slides around. But then on top of that, there's like more slides in the background. So there's a lot of slides going on. Yeah. And then you get a sort of uh, just classic boom, 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 like arpeggio going. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, I've described it as if you took, like, if you could do Google Translate for songs, if you took just what I needed, translated it into country, and then translated that into punk, like, this would be the end result. And just like this slow version. Yeah, with these, like, very, like, distorted guitars that sound sad. Yeah, and, like, like, anytime he, like, plucks the string, it just, like, there's so much sustain on everything. Mm -hmm. Like, it just rings out for a long time. And then I also like his, uh, because famously in the original, he's got the ad lib when he says, as long as it was deep, yeah. Uh, Yeah. He throws in his, yeah, but, like, when when Derwood Andrews does it, it's like deep, yeah. Like I don't know. I really I think it's kind of funny the way he says it, but also yeah, like solid. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a pretty solid delivery. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did I write here? Something about the second verse. Second verse and pre-chorus get played together. Oh, because the first one doesn't. They switch up the order a bit, right? Right. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, aren't the the ver- the pre-chorus always follows the verse? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Are you saying they get played like? Oh, you know what? Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Uh-huh. I think. Okay. So he sings a verse, right? Yeah. Starts right on on the singing the song uh he sings the verse says i kind of lose my mind mm-hmm. then they do the riff right away and then they do the pre-chorus and then they do another riff 
Okay. And then they do the second verse, and then the second pre-chord. Like it's so it's like shifting things around a little bit. Okay. So order. you noted what was unnatural in this version, which is what's natural in every other version. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I confused myself. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we should record more of these after work. That's definitely. <laughs> they're they're definitely our best episodes. <laughs> We're okay. both just exhausted and trying to figure out our <laughs> like, dipshit notes. What was I talking about three days ago? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But I like this one. I thought it was cool. It's off an album called Cover Your Arse, which is full of covers. He does a, a sort of slower cover version of Come On, Feel the Noise. Huh. He's got a lot of yeah. stuff. Helter Skelter. Yeah. Definitely got like an acoustic country vibe to it. Um, mm-hmm. Where's the thing I'm talking about? Nope, shit. Never mind. Yep, no, it's good stuff. With that, we're going to talk about Kim Wilde in the year 2011. Talk about Kim Wilde. Who was, uh, she's famous for doing the song Kids in America. Kids in America, wow. And so this is a much more dancey version. Yeah, this is like. She's an English pop singer, author, DJ, and television presenter. Yes, she but her television presenter, she's like on a garden show or something. Okay, Which, wild. Kim Wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is like way more like dance poppy. And like. Like they speed up the thi- the the bum 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 bum. It's like like it's just like looping filters or whatever. Like it's all mm-hmm. synced up looping filters, uh, that kind of deal. It's a, it's very similar to Tiffany's. Uh, I think we're alone now. Honestly, same kind of transition from yeah from like pop rock to like this style to of pop. just pop. But yeah, way more poppy. Uh, and then like she. It, like, does the intro bit, but it, it actually, mm-hmm. it's not, it, its intro is the, the like, bass line from later, sort of. Like that, yeah. but faster. And then she does, and then she does the keyboard riff, but it's, like, voice now. Like, whoa, 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 like. Yeah, that's like, correct. Vocals. It's, yeah, it's a lot of, like, faster stuff. Things move to the synthesizers. And are kind of like on that tick, the like synth synth clock. So they change it. Um, they do a lot of eighth notes or sixteenth notes or whatever. And that's yeah. kind of what's doing the bass is that synthesizer. Uh, she says talking about the colors in your hair instead of ribbons in your hair. Okay. I think it fills about the same purpose as ribbons. Yeah. In terms of like what we talked about, uh, for what the ribbons would represent. Yeah. Um, and then in the pre-chorus, there's like another synthesizer that comes in that's doing this eighth note tempo, which before it was on a 16th note tempo. But I think they're both playing. Let me see. Right, right, right. So during the um, pre-chorus, there's just another synthesizer that's doing this like boom, 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 boom. 
Mm. Yeah. Kind of like a um, little bit more just overdriven sounding. Right. And then they actually do the synth riff. Not on voice. Yeah. But not vocally. Yeah, yeah, and it's on a big loud synth. Big loud synthesizer. Um, and they also, when they do the, the next verse, um, they like sometimes do these like cymbal crashes, but then like mute it very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean a lot of the stuff. Oh yeah, then the second pre-chorus has like that doesn't have that bum 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 synthesizer, but they're doing they kind of move that to the guitar, and then in the third yeah. pre-chorus they do them both together. Good God! Yeah. So it's all it's all that it's it's yeah pop things that we've probably come across before. They, these all seem familiar. Yeah, well, I'm dead serious. That bass line is basically Tiffany's version of I Think We're Alone Now. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. They all, this also has a fake-out bit. Because I talked about a fake-out on the uh, fish hook version, the goatee hook yeah. version. Um, but this is like, it's probably about like 150. Okay. Where like it almost pretends it's going into another verse. For a second, like it starts doing the and then just like and like yeah jumps into that guitar solo. So they do a little fake out. So a similar element to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Several years later, and uh, then they do another verse, which is then they play that third pre-chorus I talked about before. Um, yeah. and I'm basically just going through this entire song, so. I feel like yeah, you're taking me through it step by step. Yeah, step by step. It seems like it's where we've seen a lot of versions, particularly in the '90s, that said, "Hey, the the cars are the 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 bridge between new wave and punk. Let's make this song punk." Right. Kim, Kim Wilde took it over to the pop side. I wouldn't necessarily call this new wave, but she was right. like, "Let's take this and make it poppier." And it's more synth-driven pop and upbeat. Like a lot of people have also gone on by which I mean, two people have gone right. the like slow sad route. But she was like, "No, this song's." Thumbs up, fun party times. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen more like dancey, poppy versions. Yeah, honestly, like, that might have just been a bad selection on my true. part because obviously I couldn't, I couldn't grab every cover. Yeah, but, but we got one of them. We got one, and 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 it sounds like Kids in America too. It sounds like if the woman who made Kids in America made just what I needed. Yeah, that's it. For sure. Even, like, at the end, she does this, like, hey, yeah! So feed me! Or bleed me? I don't know. Just, like, into yeah, more so outro, me. and they do the, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. She's doing, doing some ad-libbing. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't, oftentimes, you know, with the ad-libbing, We'll complain about it, but like they're fitting in the ad living, but it doesn't really work. But I think most people have actually done a pretty good job of that in this one. It's minimal, yeah, but like it works. It works, and it's it's such good ad living too. So it's surprising that it works in the covers as well. It kind of is, isn't it? Maybe it's just it's, too yeah, good. Maybe you just simplest. can't mess it yeah. up. Like a- yeah, it's like too simple to fuck up. Yeah, it's the way to go. That's surely why we tried to cover this song is because we thought it was too simple to fuck up. Surely, maybe. Speaking we of were fuck right. ups, let's talk about Seaway in 2018. I don't mind you how you- 
rock band from Oakville, Ontario. That is correct. Uh, that's all I know about them. That's all I know about them. They right. This, so this this music? version is from 2018. I don't know, Alex. They at least cover music. Yeah. The, this guy's got a very 2018 sounding voice. Is that? Do I need to elaborate on that point, or are you just gonna take that at face value? Please elaborate on that point. I was hoping you wouldn't make me do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Here, I don't know. It's kind of poppy, kind of whiny. That's yeah, it. it claims to be emo pop punk, so I can see that. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, that is the other thing I know about the band. I lied earlier. Um, the guitar tone at the beginning—it's kind of, oh, it's kind of interesting. It's almost like hollow sounding. It's got this, yeah, this. I don't want to say emptiness because that's not really what it is, but hollow. Yeah, hollowness. Let's call it that. Hello. Let's continue. Uh, and it does play through most of the song, actually. Like, they keep that up. Yeah. Just that do 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 And then, like, when the keys riff is playing, it changes a bit. It, like, mm-hmm. I'd say widens a bit. Um, right. But, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting timbre, I think. Mm-hmm. And the bass has got a good tone on it, too. It's a very, it's got some steel to it. I'll take your word for it, because I didn't really notice the bass. But I'm always out here you're noticing the bass, bass that's Alex. Your, that's your, like, you gotta, man. That's my fetish. That's my thing. It's your thing. What, 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 okay, I have no more sentence. Sorry, I ran out of All sentence. right. Um, this, it feels like they tried to do a lot of busy things in this version. Uh, are you referring like, to, like, there's... the drums? Because I know there's, like, some, some, like, tom bits during the chorus. Where the drums yeah, like tom bits, and then like for certain bits, they'll just be like, and let's get really intense for this bit, and then it's done. And then... And then... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of... They, they do seem to be like a few times where they like switch it up a bit. Like, as I yeah, mentioned, so like the tone changes. The synth kind of does that, too. Like, it, it's the first time the synth comes in, it's like very um, thin. And then later mm-hmm. on, it thickens up a bit. And yeah, there's like some extra guitar bits that they like add in, pepper throughout, and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know, I wasn't sold on this version, Alex. Yeah. No, I, I, even, even though they also do a pause and, t- yeah. and create some anticipation uh, right going into the like outro bit, it wasn't enough. Yeah. I feel like... Go- anticipation for the outro like I, I it doesn't it's not the right time yeah it's like there's something about their energy i don't believe or something like kim wilde getting all fun and poppy i believe right but with these guys in this track i don't it's not as this feels appealing. more like something that should just be live yeah which i'm sure would be fine at like a show if you liked the rest of their material but maybe not recorded but yeah, as a packaged track, it leaves something to desire. But that's the problem with music in 2018. It's so easy to just record something like this anyway. I suppose. So why not? Because some idiot's going to be like, well, I really liked it when they played just when I needed live. They don't have a live recording of it. Yeah, it's for the memories, man. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just got to go to the live show. Come to the live shows. Come to our live shows. We don't have. We don't have live shows. But if you guys want to come to my apartment and sit and watch me, like, <laughs> fucking let you. <laughs> if you guys want to come to my place, maybe don't. 
Call, call I'll first. give you Alex's call address. First. Call first. <laughs> call ahead. Yeah. See if there's tickets available. Yeah. I have one more thing to say about this. Oh, uh, speaking of live performances, The Killers, uh, I believe The Strokes, and Red Hot Chili Peppers have all done live covers of this, but it, it's just exactly that. It's a live cover right. I that saw, wasn't really worth I watched the Red exploring. Hot Chili Peppers version. Are they all like from recent because of Rick Ocasek's? Uh, yeah. The Red Hot Chili Peppers one was, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The other ones are just because the song slaps. Yeah, that's fair. And true. With that, let's move into our final verdicts. Three categories today. The worst version of this song, the best version of this song, and the version that's not what you want, but what you need. <laughs> All right. Um, the worst version of this song? Hit me with it, Alex. You know, it was probably the one I, I didn't really like. Oh, uh, is that true? Yeah, I think it is. I didn't really like the Big Daddy version. I don't know why I'm giving yeah. it worst, but I'm having trouble thinking of another one I didn't really like in the same way. I don't yeah, know. like a lot of them, some of them kind of blend together. Yeah. But they're not necessarily bad. Yeah, I just, I, I didn't. Wasn't into the Big Daddy version, so I'm gonna That's fair. stick with that. That's a good choice. Um, I might dog on them too, as much as I was <laughs> shitting on Seaway, because I I got a rep the Canadians. We were also Canadian. We love those guys. They love hockey. We love hockey. Sure, you know how much we love hockey. We love we it. We only know things love in hockey. reference to hockey. Music's and, really yeah, a hockey exactly. game at its core. And but that's the problem with Seaway is I feel like if this is a game of hockey. They didn't shoot the puck into the goal, Alex. Yeah. What they really need is to come back in the third quarter. <laughs> third quarter? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you've blown our fucking cover. <laughs> I'm giving it to Seaway. They were my least favorite. Yeah, fuck them. Alex, no, best version right. of this. You okay, Seaway. Uh, best? Yeah. Best? Which one best. did I like the most? Oh man. Oh man. Which one did I like the most? Was it poison? I don't think so. You sure, Alex? If it was, I forgot. Was it poison by Alice Cooper? <laughs> the best cover of just what I needed. Yeah. Um actually according to my notes, um or actually according to the um uh, or based on okay, if you read so basically, maybe I don't know. Okay, so if you go to the genius annotations and yes. read through them, then basically their interpretation of the song is pretty much the same as the song "As Long as You Love Me" by the Backstreet Boys. I don't care who you are. Yeah. So anyway, I forget why I said that. I thought it was supposed to influence your your best decision. So because of that, yes, <laughs> the best version was clearly Color Wall. Is that true? Is that the right one? Did I pick the right one? I mean, you picked your... You spoke from the heart, Did Alex. Did they do the thing? 
Um, they did a, a delay, probably, if that's what you were looking for. <laughs> that's what I look they for did, in anything. They look for they did three guitar solos. Is that what you want? Yeah. I don't know. I'm having trouble with this one. I'm trouble. I'll I'll jump in. For me, it's got to be Durwood Andrews. I liked the the sort of soundscape. I thought he did a good job of of taking the sort of sadness in this song, which maybe isn't really there, but he made it believable that it could be there. Mm-hmm. And I liked his voice. I liked the guitars. I thought it sounded good. Oy vey. Oy vey. If I had to pick another one, like if you forced me to, uh, probably Disco Thicky. Yeah, that was pretty good. I I wish I'd listened to that more because I feel like that could have could have been it, maybe. Mm. But actually, I think I was into the... I think I think it was slap of reality. The ones me. who pick it up, yeah, yeah, because you know we've been doing. I feel like I've been listening to a lot of pop punk lately, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I was definitely down with slap of reality. Yeah. I was like, so, oh yeah, that's the one. I I yeah I I thought maybe I could randomly do it like, then <laughs> <laughs> that would like tell me something about myself on the inside, but I I can't give it to color wall. Oh, like that bullshit where they, uh, they're like, flip the coin in the air if you have a hard decision, and then, then you'll know which you'll know side which you side wanted you to wanted, land it yeah, on. To whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing. But anyway, it yeah. didn't work for me, okay? <laughs> it slapped the reality. Use or maybe it coin, did work. I picked one, and then I knew which one I wanted song. to pick. Hey, there you go. It works. Shit, it works. Well, yeah. we look like dickheads again. We so, sure Alex, do. which version of this wasn't the one you wanted? But the one you needed? That was... For sure, Kim Wilde. Yeah, me too. Like going in, I was like, eh, you know, older, former pop star kind of deal. Like, I don't need this. Like, it's from 2013. She was past her prime. But no, it was what I needed in that moment. Yeah. It picks it up. It's got more of that pop feeling, more of that dance feeling. And uh, reminds me of things I know how to do on a synthesizer. Hey, right on. So, way to go, Kim. Yeah, Kim's just stands in, like, bold contrast to most of the songs on this playlist. And I didn't realize I needed it because I forgot to listen to it. Yeah, I actually did too. <laughs> like, at first, and then, like, went back mm-hmm. later. I was like, ah, shit, there's one more. Well, I'm glad so we I talked about it. I almost forgot to do it. God damn. But yeah, it was a real, real fun, fun shine, sunshine version that really brings out the pop elements of the song. Yeah, I think that I was, could use some more fun shine, sunshine here. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, is it still snowing? There? Uh, it's not snowing, but there's still snow on the ground. It is snowed. Yeah, it snowed yesterday. My fucking boss today was like, "Oh man, it's like winter out there today." I had to <laughs> to like brush the frost off my car. I was like looking around. It's fucking sunshine. I'm wearing a leather jacket. I'm like. Yeah, winter. <laughs> winter. Fucking lunatic. So that's been our review of this song, Just What I Needed, by the band The Cars. If you have a similar opinion, a different opinion, or want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise Guy. Hashtag Cover Me Pod. Send us your, your opinions, your questions, your reviews, your comments, and concerns. You can also email you can almost you can you can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. That's C-O-V-E-R-M-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. 
now for our bonus segment, I'm going to ask Alex a question. Uh, Alex, what's uh, what's the best place to listen to music? Ooh. Hmm. The best place to listen to music. I bring this up because I was just thinking that I really like listening to music in my car. I feel like the stereo system is very good in cars, just in general. Yeah, I was and actually... Because I was driving around a rental car, the mm-hmm. Volkswagen Jetta doesn't have great speakers on hmm. compared to some other cars I've driven. Uh, so I was a little disappointed by that. Uh, I'm, it seems to be fine in my, my new car, which is, I think I mentioned before, a Toyota Corolla. Uh, a high Corolla, better. baby! Yes. Right, that's a joke we made. It's a Corolla! Um, and... Uh, I appreciate that, but I agree. I like to listen to music in my car because I'm usually alone in my car, and that's where I can sing mm. the loudest. Right, so your car is sort of where you feel safest of all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, here, like, right in my car. You can yeah. lock all the doors. Like, it's great. Yeah, it's the safest way to be. Yeah, it's the only way to live. In cars. Yeah. So, Ooh. no, it's good. Um, I guess... I. Also, I mean, different music, different places. I, I listen to music while I cook a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially because I got my, like, record player um, in the vicinity of the kitchen so I can throw on right. some, some old LP. And there is something just tight about listening to records, like, regardless of how good your speaker system is. Yeah, yeah. It's There's something novel to it. And... Mm-hmm. uh I, I do a lot of my listening right here, where I'm sitting right now, in front of yeah, my computer. Do you do just headphones on? Headphones on, just for um for this podcast, really. Right. Um, yeah. What kind of what kind of headphones you rock? I've Alex? got um. They are, they're from, the, Focusrite sells like a a kit, and they're a HP sixty Mark II. Okay, yeah, so they are built to sort of, like, analyze music yeah. more so. Yeah, they're from the, like, Focusrite, Scarlet Solo, second generation, whatever, like. Yeah, yeah so that's like the, what is that, the, the audio interface? Yeah, it comes with an interface, the... comes with an XLR cable and a microphone. And yeah. Probably Ableton. Probably Ableton. Live, or light, or whatever liked yeah yeah that's tight i've I found like you know i've usually been a cheap headphones user for most of my life and i got a pair of studio headphones and it just blew me the fuck away <laughs> it is nice like i have noticed i've never been much of an audiophile but i am heading in that direction <laughs> yeah i always like, like ah, shit. sneered at audiophiles and i'm like fuck damn i'm like <laughs> You could like drop the mids here a bit. I'm like, ah, damn it, Alex. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Learning. Uh, I just remember us going to fuck. Was it Frank Turner? Where we like got in and we were early enough. We went right up to the front, and you were like, "No, we want to go back, back, back it up a little." And then you're like, you like put your ear up. You're like, "Yeah, here's good." <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that. It was incredible. No, you know what? It was Portugal. The no, it couldn't have been Portugal. Okay, man. Uh, if it was, it might have been. Well, I think what it, like at um if it was in uh Mac Hall, mm-hmm. then it was probably the second time we saw Frank Turner, because yeah. that would have been after I went to see the Flaming Lips there. And when I went right. to see the Flaming Lips there, I started way too close to the stage, 
Mm-hmm. And, like, the speakers are angled so that they, like, aim past you if you're right up at the stage. So, like, the sound is shit at the front of the audience. So you yeah. have to go back a few meters. So, like, I kind of knew how far back to go. Right. And I just, I guess, confirmed it by listening. I don't know. Yeah, it was awesome. No, it was, I felt like it was with a real audio file. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, he knows what he's doing. I can at least pretend. <laughs> so that's been our bonus segment. Uh, if you guys want to tell us about how 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 and or where you prefer to listen to music, hashtag over here, buddy. My bass space. My bass space. That's the one. Use that one. Hashtag my bass space. But make sure you spell bass and space similarly. <laughs> bass space. You can also. It could be place as well. Hmm. Mm, my bass place. That rolls off the tongue uh, better. Let's do space. Yeah. Let's do the one that's tougher. Hell yeah. That's been our episode of Cover Me. Uh, rate and review us. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, if you're still using that. They've recently uh, broken iTunes into three apps now. Um, what other ones are there? Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. It, uh, odds are, if you're listening to us, it's on Spotify. Follow us, and then go review us on Apple Podcasts. And tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad. Tell your unborn child. Tell your about born us. child. Tell your born child. Tell your bored child. Tell your Jason born child. Yeah. Tell Jason. Yeah. He'll know. Tell tell him Alex sent you. Yeah. He'll know. <laughs> He'll know what to do. Yeah. And as we always say on Cover Me, I guess you're just what I podcasted. Beep boop. I guess you're just what I covered. We don't usually use podcasts. I I. Mm. I needed some here, okay. And as we always say on Cover Me, I needed someone to cover me. Yeah, yeah, so cover me.